It's that time of the year. No, no, not not the most wonderful time of the year. The time when all the children flock to a large building to suck in knowledge of math, science, and history for six or so hours a day. Unfortunately, a period of those six or so hours contains a meal. That's a problem for people like us. Why? Because everyone is eating stuff that is hazardous for us. And they'll be touching stuff afterward. How many do you think would make it a priority to wash their hands? Attending a school with a dairy allergy is not impossible. With some strategy, cunning, and quick thinking, you can survive it. Welcome everyone to Dairy Free Dude. I am Logan Graham, and I'm here to talk to you about how to thrive in a world where dairy products seem to be as common as dirt. Now, I'm homeschooled, so I've never been in the public school environment before. Well, actually, I visited a school once for an exhibit. Unfortunately, I was exposed to my allergen and had to have a shot of epinephrine and rush to the hospital. I was a toddler at the time, so I wasn't very slick at thinking about how to protect myself. But with some training and alertness, an allergy disaster can be avoided. I've done some research on attending school with a severe allergy, and I'm also going to be interviewing a public school student who shares my dairy allergy. Hopefully, from these two angles, I can give you some helpful information. If you're one of the many students who is transitioning to online education, then chances are you'll be in a safe environment like home. But if you are planning to attend the traditional school building, there are some things to prepare for to prevent allergy accidents at school. And this preparation is now complicated by the pandemic that continues to plague us. With the menace that is COVID-19, schools around the U.S. are making changes to keep students safe from the virus. One significant change for allergic students will be to have students eat in the classroom. This really opens up the proverbial can of worms, seeing how there will be many unsafe allergens in a really small space. However, the CDC has issued voluntary guidelines for helping students with food allergies stay safe in this new environment. One of our own, Gina Close, the parent of a son with allergies and the mind behind AllergyMoms.com, has worked with the CDC to prepare guidelines to help keep allergic students safe in this new environment. Ms. Close was also the former National Director of Training for Food Allergy Research and Education Organization, aka FAIR. And speaking of FAIR, they've actually set up an easy resource to help students advocate for their own safety using some simple tools on their back-to-school page. Additionally, they've set up an easy way for families to contact your state's representatives, that is, if you live in the U.S., to ask them to support the CDC's voluntary safety guidelines. I'll leave the link for these in the podcast description. Something else that's helpful is the Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973. What Section 504, which sounds like something out of a superhero movie, entails is that in government-funded schools, all public and many private schools, Parents and students can work with the school on creating a written management plan to address the student's needs, allowing the student with the food allergy to be able to participate in school with their other classmates equally and safely. The U.S. Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights lists allergies 
as an example of a hidden disability for the purpose of Section 504, and also further explains how a food allergy for many children would be considered a disability under 504. There are also options to designate an Emergency Care Plan, ECP, and or an Individualized Health Care Plan, IHCP. I've left a link about these plans in the podcast description. Some important considerations in this new school environment are to understand that the burden on teachers has increased. They are going to have to possibly learn how to read labels, major deal. They will have to actively discourage food sharing, essentially be a cafeteria monitor, which is not normally a teacher's job and hard to do as kids don't always listen or cooperate. And when are they going to get time to eat? Additionally, they'll have to watch that students clean in the classroom after eating with attention to cleaning by removing food particles and then disinfecting. Post-lunch cleaning should not be hand sanitizer, which does not remove allergens, as I've said many times in previous podcast episodes. We'll need good old-fashioned soap and water hand washing and residue removal from surfaces followed by cleaning products. That's a lot. There is an opportunity here for allergic students to lead by helping teachers and other students to adjust to new routines. Here's another critical consideration. Signs of an allergic reaction might be hidden underneath the required face mask, which could delay help. Oh no! This is something that needs to be thought through and discussed between families and students with school officials. Now, as I've said, I've never attended public school, which means this is one of the rare moments in which I can't offer you tips that I've actually carried out myself. Still, I've reached out to one of my teammates, Lauren Cohen, from the FAIR Teen Advisory Group. Lauren is A, a public school student, and B, also has a dairy allergy. She'll be answering some questions about how to survive in the public school environment. Welcome, Lauren, to the Dairy-Free Dude podcast. Hey, Logan, I'm glad to be here. How do you explain the severity of your food allergy to your teachers, classmates, and friends? What do you do to educate them? At the beginning of each school year, I have a meeting that my mom and I go to with all of my teachers, my principal, school counselor, and school nurse. We try and educate them on the fact that a dairy allergy can be as severe as a nut allergy. We highlight the fact that dairy is not only found in most school lunches, but also common everyday things like dustless chalk and soaps. We explain that I can react from not only ingesting my allergen, but by simply touching residue or being exposed to steam or other inhalants that may contain dairy. At this point in the conversation, we find they become very attentive. We train them on the signs of an allergic reaction and provide a magnet for their classroom that reminds them of those signs and tells them what to do if I were to have a reaction. We train everyone on the use of my EpiPen and bring a trainer pen for them to explore. Then we ask science and art teachers about any experiments or projects we might do during the year that incorporate something that could contain an allergen. It's really important to check on things like this so you aren't stuck in a situation where you aren't able to participate in something or are at risk. We also give all the teachers my mom's phone number in case we are going to use something in class that could contain an allergen. This way they can quickly contact her and ask any questions. Oh, and wet wipes are my best friend. I carry them everywhere in case I need to wipe down a surface or my hands quickly. As for classmates and friends, it can sometimes be difficult to explain the severity of my food allergies to them unless they have known me for a while. 
but I do my best to explain my situation to anyone who asks me about it and even try to post on my social media raising awareness. Most people I know probably are aware that I have food allergies, but the only people I feel really need to know of their severity are my closest friends. They understand my situation to the best of their ability and help me stay safe. How do you survive the lunch break? Lunch has always been pretty hard for me because the way I have to handle it can feel sort of isolating, especially in high school. Before lunch, I wash my hands and then wipe them again when I get to my table. My whole life, I've had to sit at the allergy table. I hate this term and try not to use it, but it's the best way to explain it. I sit at one half of the table with my friends and we keep the spot next to me and in front of me empty. Last year, we tried to have a friend sit in front of me, but I found myself constantly worrying about them spitting in my food since they were still eating things I was allergic to. In my half, I make sure nobody near me brings steaming food, cartons of milk, or eggs since I'm allergic to those as well. At the other end of the table, anyone can sit there, but most people think they aren't allowed to, so it can feel sort of awkward when it's empty. I've packed lunch my entire life and have never tasted a school meal, which I don't know whether to feel thankful or sad about. A lot of the time, I get weird looks by people wondering why I'm sitting at a different table. It's hard to sit away from everyone else, and I often wish I could sit wherever I want. I've thought about doing this, but it seems very unsafe considering how severe my food allergies are. If just one person were to spit in my food or spill an allergen on me, I could have an allergic reaction. What about surfaces? How do you stay safe in general? Starting in middle school, I was wiping down every desk I sat at. I absolutely hated doing this because I felt like everyone was watching me, even when I was trying to be subtle about it. So, in high school, I stopped, and instead, I don't touch my face, nose, or eyes the whole day. I was already not touching my face, even when I was wiping my desks, but I became much more careful after I stopped. I found that this is still safe as long as I am responsible and aware. At lunch, my spot is always cleaned with bleach and water before I even arrive, so this takes away some stairs. Whenever we are sharing things in class, like cards or anything that people have touched before, I know that there could potentially be residue from an allergen on them, but I still participate and either wipe my hands after or just keep my hands off my face until I can wash them. This is the most important thing to do, especially now. What about snobs? I've learned that there are always going to be people giving me weird looks or making rude comments because of the bag I carry with my epinephrine or doing things like wiping my hands. I was even called a germaphobe in middle school when wiping my desk off. When things like this happen, I explain my situation to them, and if they are willing to listen, great. If not, then I do my best to ignore their comments or looks and continue doing what I need to do. I try to adopt the mindset that I have to go to certain lengths to keep myself safe, and I can't worry about what people think about me because of this. How do you carry your epinephrine? Are you allowed to have it on your person, or do you have to visit the nurse when you need it? Up until middle school, my school buildings were pretty small, so I didn't have to carry my epinephrine myself. I kept it with the school nurse instead. But when I started middle school, the building was a little bigger, and now my high school building is very large. I couldn't only keep epinephrine with my school nurse anymore because if I needed it, it would be pretty far away and could take a long time to get. So I have a mini backpack that I carry instead with my epinephrine, Benadryl, wipes, and inhaler since I have asthma as well. My school doesn't allow backpacks, so I have to wear a big orange tag on it so teachers know I'm allowed to have it. This is not exactly subtle, so sometimes I feel embarrassed about having to carry it. But I once again remember that it's my lifeline if I ever were to need it, so I should instead feel thankful to have it on me.
Is there anything else you'd like to share about your experience or about returning to school in this new COVID-19 environment? Throughout my life, I've learned many tips and tricks on handling food allergies at school. Once I started high school, much more responsibility fell into my hands. It took some practice to learn everything I need to do to take care of myself, but it definitely was not impossible. Now that we are in this pandemic, my school is reopening, but I won't be returning since I'm in the high-risk category due to another health condition I have. If there's any advice I would give if you are returning to school with food allergies, it would be to keep your hands off your face at all times and take all necessary precautions to keep yourself safe. Never, ever be embarrassed about your food allergies, but instead own them and accept them because they are a part of who you are. Wow, Lauren. Thanks for joining in on the Dairy Free Dude podcast to share your experience about attending school with food allergies. Thanks so much for having me. As I mentioned before, Lauren is a fellow team member of the FAIR Teen Advisory Group, TAG. She also leads a project called Cooking with Food Allergies. <laughs> Take some time to check out their website and their Instagram account, at cookingwfoodallergies. I've left a link to the website in the podcast description. Severe allergies don't stand in the way of life, even traditional schooling. With careful planning, help from parents and school officials, and advice from others who share our difficulty, we can advocate for our safety and truly thrive in a world where dairy products are as common as dirt. This is Logan Graham, the Dairy-Free Dude. Live on!